We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithane.org.au. But I feel this morning already we've had the message as we've done the journey, as we've worshipped together. The stuff that we've really experienced already is part of everything that I want to say. And I really believe for such a time as this, there's a sense that the Spirit of God wants to speak into your heart. And if we just slow our minds down enough to allow the Spirit to deposit what we need deposited in our minds for our journey where we are right now. I acknowledge it's not an easy journey. I acknowledge there's a lot of what ifs. And we all know there's a lot of challenges. But as I look at scripture, there has always been what ifs. And there's always been a lot of challenges. And there's been a lot of people who've wondered about a lot of things. But there's one thing, one thing in Scripture that always is true, that God comes through. God will always come through and God will always keep His promises. So as we go to Scripture today, you've got to understand that, that God will always keep His promise over you. Just one quick story. When we first moved to Sunshine Coast and we were um, called to be pastors here at the church, we were living in the manse. The church back then was in Second Avenue and the manse was um, just beside it. So that was the pastor's house and we lived there. Um, One Sunday night, we were at church and um, while we're at church, um, someone come in and they robbed our house. It's quite interesting. The kids went over home after the church and they come racing back to say, everything's a mess. Some, someone's been through our house. So we went over there and um, a couple of the elders from the church come over with us and going through staff. And, and yes, while we were doing what God wanted us to do, someone had come in and robbed us. It's quite interesting. So we're going through the house and the elders were going through the house and they got to Anna's room. This is revenge. They got to Anna's room and they said, what a mess, they have annihilated your room. To which Anna answered, no, this is, they haven't been in this room, this is how it normally is. (laughs) Sorry, Anna. The Bible says the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus says that I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And we really got to grasp that at the moment because we see the thief coming to steal stuff from us and he does that and we lose our joy and we lose the promises of Almighty God. The people of God had just been led by Moses miraculously to get out of Egypt. They managed to get out of Egypt. They follow Moses. They go across the Red Sea. God opens the Red Sea. They walk across the Red Sea on dry ground. They see the miracles of God. They see the miraculous work of God. And now they're in the wilderness. And just one day through the wilderness, they come to the Jordan River. And God wants to continue their journey. God wants to take them on the journey. 
And there they are at the Jordan River being still led by Moses back then. And Moses decided the best thing we can do is send some spies out and check the land. Let's check the land out before we go across the Jordan and get to the promised land. See what the land is like, whether the people who live there are strong or weak, are they few or many? What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or are they fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile? Is it poor? Are there trees there or are they not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It's the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went and explored the land. Moses chose 12 spies to check out the land. They were on a mission by God, sent by Moses for the future of the people of God and they needed to get it right. So they went out and they explored the land. They cut off branches bearing a single cluster of grapes, took two men to carry it on a pole between them, along with some amazing pomegranates and figs. At the end of 40 days, the 12 spies returned from exploring the land and they brought a conflicting report. Let's look at their conflicting report. Numbers 13, 30 to 33. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. They are spread amongst the Israelites. A bad report about the land that they had explored. They said the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there were great size. We saw the Nephilim there, that's giants. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. So what happened is there's a conflicting report came back to them. Do you ever have some conflict in your mind? Do you ever ever have some conflict when you take a step of faith and say, yep, God has called me to do this, but... And there's two things playing in your mind. One is what would be great to do if I stepped out by faith and volunteered and could make an impact and make a difference. The other one could be, but I'm too busy. There's no time. I'll miss out on my stuff. So a conflict happens and that can happen with so much. And then we get caught on this conflict in our mind. And I think every single one of you will understand what I'm talking about. Yes, I could do this, but there's always, I can't do this because of this situation. And that's the devil's playground. And that's where the devil plays with us in our minds to try and confuse us, to stop us from stepping out in faith and doing what God wants us to do so we can bless him and receive the blessing for ourselves. So the minor, there's a minority report here and there's a majority report. The minority report has a foundation on the promise that God promised. Now remember, God promised these people, I will give you possession of the land. There's a promise here. God has said, I'm gonna give you the possession of this land. God has said to you, in all things, always acknowledge Him 
and he'll direct your paths. He says, cast your care and anxiety on me because I care for you. He says, I'll go before you and I'll go after you. He says, trust in me with all your heart. Don't rely on your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all my ways and I'm gonna direct your path. He says that to you today. But that seems to be the minority report because in the minority report, there were great grapes, there was pomegranates and figs. And they said, Caleb and Jacob said, we should go up and take possession of this land for we can certainly do it. And the promises of God, you can do it. And I wanna remind you this morning, on the promises of God, you can do it. That's the minority report. God is with you. Who else do you need with you to move forward? But the majority report had no foundation on the promises of God. It just had foundation of fear and deception. Here is the majority report that was given to all the people of Israel. You can't attack those people. We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. The land devours those living in it. All the people are a great size. We saw the Nephilim. We saw the giants in there. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we seem like grasshoppers to them. Verse 33. We saw the Nephilim there. Giant, strong warriors. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we look the same to them. When did they have this conversation? When did they ever go up to one of the Nephilim and say, do you see us as grasshoppers? Because we see ourselves as grasshoppers. Do you know what happened? They just assumed that all the people of the land were brave and strong and that they were useless compared to them. So their assumption was absolutely Wrong. They gazed on their opponent. They compared themselves to their opponent. They assumed their opponent sees them the way that they saw themselves and they missed God's view of themselves. Has anyone ever done that? That you see the size of the challenge ahead. You see all the opposition that's coming against you. You see yourself in your own light and you think, I just can't do it. The problem here was we didn't see any expression of faith that God is enough. The decision was made about what they saw, not by faith. Was God pleased with their decision not to go into the land? It had no faith. It had no trust in God. And had no room for God to move. Was God pleased? No, I'm sure God wasn't pleased because God had to spend 40 years to let that generation pass away to another generation of faith could rise up enough to take a step of faith to go and claim the land that God has promised. We can and we should, was verse 30. We can't. And we shouldn't try was verse 31. Two thoughts happening. We should, but we can't. One was God will come and deliver you. The other one was the devil will destroy you. Do you ever have those thoughts? Do you ever have thoughts about the season you're in now and saying, God, this season is so bad? And the devil tries to say how bad it is. But God says it's just a season. 
and in the season, you're gonna break through and you're gonna break through to new ground. Trust me, trust me. I've got this, I'm with you. The bad report kept them from going in. They weren't stopped by the giants in the land. They were stopped by their own thoughts. Not by something that was bigger than them, but something that they thought was bigger than them. And how often are we stopped in our journey with God, not by what is real, but what we think is real. And that's where faith needs to come in. And fact needs to come in that we serve a mighty God who's always with us and will always push through no matter what. And the season for our country and the season for this world, we need to hear this again, that we serve a mighty God, that He's not gonna leave us stranded where we are now, that as we focus on Him and we keep pressing in and declaring that God is greater than whatever is ahead of us, we will see the power of Almighty God by faith in our own lives and also in a nation's life because greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. We've got to start to put our thinking where it needs to be. We need to put our thoughts into faith to say, God, you've got this and you're big enough and you're going to pull through no matter what. There are giants, but don't focus on the giants. Focus on the greatness of God. Where is your focus today? Are you focused in your thoughts and your thoughts are focusing on the negative and the season and saying, hey, it's not going to get better? That's a lie from the enemy. The movie screen in your mind plays incredible big stuff. It does for me. I'm going to push through in faith. As we made the decision about Christmas at Lightpoint, man, I've had some big movies played in my mind. But I believe God and I want to demonstrate to God by faith, I believe that all things are possible. We need God to turn up. We need God to open doors. But I believe in my God so much that I believe that He can do it. I'm going to trust Him to do it. There's another movie playing, really strong and really hard by the enemy, but greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We have to override the negative thoughts in our lives. And that's overridden by encouragement, by people starting to speak you up and encourage you. You get where you are by overriding those negative thoughts. When I first got saved, I was 20, I walked into a small church in Toowoomba. I felt like nobody and I felt like nothing. I had this major inferiority complex because I didn't know Jesus. I wasn't brought up knowing Jesus. I just found him. I walked into this church and there was a little yellow booklet that you could take. And that little yellow booklet was simply how to overcome an inferiority complex because I felt so inferior. I looked around the church and I thought everyone's got it together, the Christians. They know the journey. They've been Christians all their life. Christians have it all together. They got their thoughts together. They've got their mind together. They've just got it together. I looked around and felt, God, I felt so inferior. I'm not good enough to be here, but I'm gonna step out and trust you. And I had to fight that fight. But it started with the thought to say, God, you have called me and you're enough. After knowing Jesus for one year, I went to Bible college. Everyone in Bible college knew the Bible backwards. I didn't even know the books of the Bible, let alone knowing the Bible backwards. At exams, I'd just pray, God, show me where it is in the Bible. I'd open the Bible and He would show me exactly where it is. But it took faith and overcoming the negativity that my mind was saying, Phil, you're not good enough to be here. Have you ever had that? Have you ever felt that? 
that you're not good enough to be here. The reason I felt that because I was comparing myself with everybody else. And my comparison was about everybody else and how good they are and how much I presumed that they were good and they were together. Until the point when God showed me, Phil, it's not about you and them, it's about you and me. I haven't called you to compare yourself with all those people. I've called you to trust me and take a step of faith and trust me. And sometimes in our journey, we're so busy comparing ourselves with how good the other person is or what the other person can, can do, I step back. God isn't interested in you and the other person. God is interested in you and Him and how incredible a team that you are together. The mouse and the elephant walk across the um, drawbridge and the mouse says to the elephant, man, didn't we rock that bridge? And with God... That's how it is, you know. We rock this world, not because of how great we are, but who we walk across that bridge with. God gives you a promise, but the devil undermines your thoughts and draws pictures in your thoughts to undermine that promise. God's promise for you is He has called you, He is faithful, whatever season you're in right now, God is going to see you through. He's there with you. Trust in the promise. Don't let your mind stay focused on all the other stuff. Just declare the promise. It starts with the thought, God, today I'm gonna hold on to your promise. No matter what, I will hold on to your promise. Where your thought comes from determines where it's gonna lead to. So if your thoughts from God and you hold on to His promises, it's gonna end up in His glory and His power. But if it's negative and it's anti and it comes from what the devil's lied to you in, it's just gonna end up in depression and despair. Don't listen to the voice of the devil. Listen to the voice of God and to know God's voice. God's voice is always uplifting. God's voice is always powerful. God's voice has always got a plan and a purpose and a way forward. No matter where you're at, God is with you. And His promise is, I'm never gonna leave you. I'm never gonna forsake you. I've died on the cross for you. I just wanna be with you. The devil's voice accuses you. You're not good enough. How could God love you and you still got that sin in your life? How could you serve God if everybody knew that? What about if we put your life up on the screen? And he throws all these sorts of stuff at us to try and make us feel we're not good enough. Our goodness is in Jesus. And should the devil try and throw your life up on the screen, Jesus would stand in front of it and all you would see was his life and what he did on the cross for you saying, the screen is blank because I've done it for them. That's the love of God. That's the promise of God. Hold on to the promises of God no matter what. So Jesus comes to give you life. Hold on to that life. Hold on to His promises. Don't let the devil at such a time as this lie to you and you start to receive his lies rather than the promises that God has called you. He is faithful and no matter what, He will see you through. The lie that you're not enough is a lie. The promise, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, is the truth. To stand in that truth and hold on to the presence of God. This morning,
I want to ask the Holy Spirit just to come and start to show you the lies that you've been believing, the people you've been comparing your journey with, the stuff from your past that you're still carrying that you're too fearful to step into your future. I just want him to start to remove the lies that the enemy has sowed so you can have peace. Because as we move into this Christmas and this year ahead, we need the peace of God that passes all understanding. We need His strength. We need to know who we are in God. We need to know that God with you, I can do this no matter what. And to see His glory shine. So can we stand together? Let's just stand together in the quietness. Holy Spirit, we take your word and we believe your word. The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus, you've come that we might have life and have it abundantly. I ask Holy Spirit that you would start to expose the lies that the devil has seated in so many minds. God, expose the fear. Expose the anxiety. Expose the doubts. Expose those words, I'm not good enough. And Holy Spirit, I pray now that you just rip off those old garments the old garments where we compared and thought ourselves not good enough. And that God, we realize that we are sons and daughters of an amazing God. Lord Jesus, you gave your life for us. So I pray today, Lord, that you would make a way in people's lives and hearts, that you would be our way maker today to move forward, to know the power of God, to know the presence of God, to know the promises of God. And Lord, that, that they will be our thought lives, that God will love you, that you can do this, you will do this, you will change this because you are almighty God and your promises are yes and amen. And God, we thank you for that. So Lord, we're excited about what you're gonna do. In Jesus' name, amen. Just as our worship team comes up to lead us, I just want you to declare over your life, in your thoughts, God, you're a way maker. God, you're a miracle worker. God, you're a light in any darkness. God, you can do this in and through me, in Jesus' name. Can you declare that? Because faith starts with our thoughts and moves through into actions.